Welcome to The Follow-Up, a podcast by Coram Deo Church, a podcast where we take the truths of the Sunday sermon and make them applicable to your everyday life. Welcome to The Follow-Up, everyone. My name is Billy Glosson, and with me is no one. This week, Michael Tooley, our deacon of Coram Deo Music, is actually on a work trip, and so it's just me flying solo, but I did want to continue to look back at the Sunday sermon, and so this past week, we were in Psalm 127, which was an amazing sermon. Um, I, I really loved Michael taking this psalm that has just kind of a, a multifaceted layers of truth for us and really digging deep into it. It was, it was really, really excellent. Loved it. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, be sure to uh, check it out. You can either go back on our Facebook feed and watch the video, or you can uh, go to wherever you find podcasts and listen to it. Personally, I was out of town um, at one of our partner churches, Redeemer Church, Redeemer, uh, sorry, Redeemer Community Church in Johnson City, Tennessee. Had a blast with those guys, getting to uh, share the word with them, connecting with them, telling them about what's going on in the life of our church. We really loved um, connecting with them. And I'm actually going to be on an episode of a similar podcast they do called The Cut. And so um, when that happens, we'll post it so you guys can check it out. They also threw some people our way to the follow-up. So hopefully, you know, we can be encouraged by uh, that conversation we had with them. And uh, you guys will be encouraged as we just briefly look back at Psalm 127. So Psalm 127 says this, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, like fruit of the womb a reward, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So Michael did a really excellent job kind of walking through this really excellent psalm and, and the, looking at the kind of two parts about how God is the one who kind of, he, he is the one who holds everything together, who establishes everything. Nothing is going to happen unless God's in it. But then also how that even works itself out into our day-to-day lives within our families, specifically within the way that we love our raise our families and our children. And and it was a really amazing sermon where he he touched on some some pretty heavy topics, including things like uh, his own uh, battle and struggle as they have longed for children and yet have been in this kind of war of infertility. Again, I just really commend you guys to, to go back and check out this sermon. But I wanted to just look at Psalm 127 and ask a couple questions. The first is, what is it that you struggle with? Because if, if you struggle with either of these things, this psalm speaks directly to you. Are you a workaholic? Or are you a worryaholic? Do you work really hard trying to strive ahead and do everything you can to kind of earn or get what's best for you? Or do you uh, have a bunch of anxiety and worry about the future and, and what's going to happen and, and, and where's the direction of your life going? Where's the direction of your job going? How are your kids doing? Those kinds of things. Because this psalm uniquely and specifically speaks to these things. Beyond all of that, though, it also kind of constantly pushes me to the New Testament, specifically to Matthew 6. So this is Jesus during the Sermon on the Mount. 
preaches this amazingly beautiful epic sermon, and he says this in Matthew 6, verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So I want to take this passage, and then I also want to consider the pair, not really a parable, but it's a parable to us, the moment where uh, we see Mary and Martha. So, So keep this at the, the back of your mind, Psalm, uh, Psalm 127, Matthew 6, Jesus tells us not to be anxious, tells us to trust in him, to look how God cares for the birds of the air, how he clothes the grass of the field, and to trust in him and to seek first his kingdom. And then we get this interaction between uh, Jesus and Martha, where Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening, learning, gleaning wisdom from him. And then Martha is running around trying to get everything done, right? For all of her qualms that you may have about Martha, Martha got things done, right? And yet she finally gets exasperated because she's like, yo, Mary, what are you doing? Like, hey, help me out here. I'm struggling. And she looks to Jesus and says, are you not going to say anything to her about, about what's going on and, and how hard of a time I'm having? And Jesus says that Mary had chosen the better portion. So what, what this Psalm, Psalm 127, and what Matthew 6 tell us is really the answer to both those who worry and those who work too much. And it's this, seek first the kingdom, sit at the feet of Jesus, right? The, the, the call of Psalm 127 is not, hey, stop eating the bread of anxious toil, right? Stop being anxious. That doesn't really work, right? If anyone's ever told you that when you're struggling, that doesn't really bring any kind of comfort or any sense of relief. It just makes you feel, if anything, more anxious. But instead, replace that and with, you can bring those anxieties to the feet of Jesus, you can sit at the feet of Jesus and choose the better portion. If you are working, 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 striving, 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 you have to remember that at the end of the day, all of your toil, all of your efforts, if it's not rooted in Christ, is in vain. Because either one of two things can happen. Either one, your work could crumble in front of you in this lifetime, right? You could see maybe you put a huge investment in, you've saved some money, things are going great, you've got a great family vacation plan, and all of a sudden gas is $6, right? And everything is kind of kaput, and you're trying to figure things out because life circumstances happen. Or you work, 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 you build this empire, this kingdom, just for it all to not matter as you go to the grave, you can't take everything with you when you die. We all know that. We've, we've heard the adages of you never see a U-Haul attached to a hearse, but yet at the same time, all of those things don't really seem to take us away. Instead, what, what brings us back to a sense of peace, a sense where we can sleep through the night, is this calmness, this stillness of sitting at the feet of Jesus. 
So friend, my question for you is, what does it look like for you to abide in Christ? What steps are you taking to sit at the feet of Jesus? What does it look like for you to seek first the kingdom of God instead of the kingdom of self? What does it look like for you and for me to rest in Jesus and so we can have sleep? Augustine prayed, you have made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. What does this psalm tell us about Augustine's reflection? Well, again, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman's days awake in vain, unless the Lord builds the house, right? Those who labor, labor in vain. Our hearts are constantly striving to find some semblance of joy, some semblance of peace, some semblance of hope. Again, Ecclesiastes says that God has set eternity in the hearts of man. That's why when we look around at our world, we, we say, man, this can't be it, right? There's got to be more to all of this. There's got to be more to our lives. And there is, friends, at the feet of Jesus. So very simply in this episode of the follow-up, I just want to encourage you to abide in Jesus. Rest in Jesus. What is the shape of your morning? When you wake up, what's the first thing you grab? If you're like me, man, you, you kind of reach over for the phone. Maybe it's time to get the phone out of your bedroom. I've moved the phone away from my bedside all the way across the room. If I use it as an alarm clock, now it works doubly well because I have to get up and go and turn it off. But two... I don't actually, you know, grab my phone first thing in the morning. Instead, my wife and I use alarm clocks and they're extremely helpful, right? To turn the alarm clock off, to get up and to go and to sit at the feet of Jesus. Take small steps to be in his presence at his feet. Again, we have resources that we've mentioned, things like the Seeing Jesus Together journal, a field guide for daily prayer. There, there's a lot that you can do. I mean, really simply, you could just pick a book of the Bible, Google um, go on YouTube and, and just type in Bible Project and then type the name of the book, watch that video, and then just read a portion of that each day until you make it all the way through the book. There's so many simple steps that we can take to say, I want to choose the better portion. I don't want to eat the bread of anxious toil. I don't want to be over-consumed and working so diligently that I miss Jesus or worrying so much that I forget that he's the sovereign one of the ages. But instead, friends, let's choose the better portion. Let's sit at the feet of Jesus. Let's abide. Well, as we always do, we try to give you guys a resource, one resource that we've highlighted before on the show that's on the resource rack a great book by uh, Dr. John Piper is a book called Seeing and Savoring Jesus Christ. Really beautiful little book that will help you walk through what it looks like to choose the better portion, to abide in Jesus, to rest in him. But that's all we have this week. We're so thankful for you guys. Take care. Thanks again for listening to the follow-up. To find more about Quorum Deo Church, you can check us out on our website, quorumdeonc.com. To learn more about Quorum Deo and just our, our daily life, you can go over to anywhere on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and check out at Quorum Deo NC. You can also listen to our podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever. Until next time, have a wonderful day, y'all.